Bonsoir, good evening from the French Riviera. This is Mary Beth Yale, and this is my podcast, Cactus Dispatch, where I give you the download on a new travel destination every week and take your questions and uh, tell you what I would do if I were going to do this trip differently. So um, I am a 28-year-old uh, traveler. I hope it's apparent that I'm a female and I am going on a lot of these trips by myself. That's why I started wanted to start this podcast. Um, I call Mexico City my home. But this summer, I've been living in France, in Provence specifically, uh, near the south of France. And I am uh, using that as my home base to do a lot of big trips. And so far this summer, I've really explored Provence, I uh, specifically Avignon, Aix-en-Provence, and a handful of small towns around that area. Um, I've also spent one overnight in Paris a week in Barcelona, a week in um, Switzerland, two weeks in Morocco, and now I'm currently in Cannes in the south of France and will, I think, likely be going to Italy or Greece next week. Um, and I go home to Mexico City at the almost the end of July, tw- July 23rd. Um, I wanted to give also a quick background uh, and timeline because I realize that a lot of people might not know how uh, how I found myself living in Mexico, living in France, or spending so much time abroad. Um, so if you're not interested in that, feel free to skip ahead two minutes or speed up the podcast. Um, but I'm going to go through it as quickly as I can. I was born in Dallas, in Texas, and lived in a, a small town called Little Elm and until I graduated from high school. And then I went to Austin to uh, go to UT. I I studied marketing and Spanish. From there, I moved to New York City, where I worked for Esquire magazine, People magazine, and then a small um, social media ad agency. From there, I moved to Denver, Colorado, where I got a job working remotely for a sustainable seafood company which is a really, really cool concept. And that company is called Open Blue Cobia. Um, that job took me um, about 75% of my time to Halifax, Nova Scotia. And from there, I made a big leap and uh, resigned and moved to Mexico City almost exactly a year ago to the day. Um, in Mexico City, I... Um, I did some traveling, and then I took um, a couple of intensive Spanish courses to get my Spanish up to speed. And while there, I've um, picked up a job teaching English for a private family, um, two young kiddos that are um, really smart and really fun. And this family uh, decided to live in in France for the summer from the end of April until the end of July and they invited me to come with them so I um, was happy to do so it's a once in a lifetime opportunity so that's how I wound up in France and where I'll be going back to Mexico um, in three weeks and I'm looking forward to getting home and spending time uh, with my my two big Newfoundland dogs Scout and Captain and uh, seeing my friends and being able to host people again at my own home.
So uh, last week, I feel like I, this is my second episode, so I'm still figuring out the format. But um, now I'm going to go into my destination of the week. So for the past two weeks, I was in Morocco, and I am so glad that I went. Um, It was overall a great trip, but it was a little bit exhausting. Uh, And I'm going to go into why. But um, just to to start with a best and worst list, I think the best parts of Morocco, um, in no particular order, were shopping. I mean, I had a great time going to the markets. There were such beautiful handicrafts. I think my favorite souvenirs are a rug that I purchased and is about to get to my house in Mexico after some shipping delays. Um, A really, really cute woven bag with a little eyelashes and a, um, a basically a face on the bag. It's really a, a sweet souvenir. Um, surfing, I went to a small town called Tagazut, uh, which is just a, a one street town, but um, was actually pretty hip. Um, the, the waves weren't amazing, but I found that, that a surf town has a really cool vibe, kind of no matter where you are. And um, it attracts people that are are all you know interested in in being active but then also in in spending time on the beach and relaxing and then having good food after a good surf so I had a really really good time surfing and found a great um, a great hostel through Airbnb that was very affordable um, the next great thing was lounging Moroccans really know how to set up a cool lounge uh, outside of the sun it it feels like kind of a everywhere I stayed there was an awesome place to um to go onto the rooftop or an indoor lounge just with a lot of cushions really cool upholstery just a nice space to hang out and a really good vibe I'm looking forward to kind of copying that concept in my apartment in Mexico City and then the last which is kind of similar are the interiors all of the amazing mosaics and tile work were you know, you don't really see this from the outside of a lot of um, buildings, but once you go inside, you I was just blown away. I couldn't get over the detail and all the hard work that was put into making these, these places look like they were fit for a king, which they all basically are. Um, now I'm going to go into the worst parts of Morocco, which I, I only have three. Um, I got sick while I was on the trip, which isn't necessarily Morocco's fault, but I, I had a small bout of food poisoning, uh, which I thankfully had medicine. So I was able to get over very quickly. Um, and then the next, I, I think this would probably happen to any woman, whether they're traveling with a male counterpart or by themselves or with another female, but, um, almost every single man that I encountered asked me, to have tea with them or to go to their home. In some way, I was um, I was propositioned for marriage like no less than 10 times. And um, I politely said no, but it just, it, it became pretty wearing. And, and I found myself, although I, I think I'm very open, by the end of the trip, I became very closed. Uh, and then the third worst, and this was the very, very worst, was... Um, I was was harassed I only verbally but I just um was in the the Medina which is a walled in part of the city 
in Fez and I was a little bit lost trying to find out where I was going and um these guys just would not leave me alone and uh you know I just said please stop and uh and I got to a point where these guys the guys just were like come on where are you going let me help you I'm not a tour guide and I got so upset that I almost started crying um, which I found that no matter what culture, or what country you're in, if you're a female and you you get that upset, uh, people will really listen. I wasn't worried about my safety. Um, I was more overwhelmed that I didn't have the chance to even look at my phone to figure out exactly where I needed to go. And that, that was what was frustrating. I, um, coming from a Western culture, have been raised to be very independent and these guys couldn't couldn't fathom the fact that I was walking on my own and was going they they thought I was very very lost but they weren't trying to help me in a helpful way they were trying to have me have tea with them or sit with them and I just wanted to go home so that was that was the worst part of the trip but I quickly found my way and and was fine um but I think that uh, I would just, if if you're traveling to Morocco, be prepared to um, put on a thick layer of skin and, and build up um, a thick tolerance against uh, against being asked out by, by every man you speak to. Um, one thing I was really pleasantly surprised by with Morocco was um, how great their infrastructure was set up. I, um, you know, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going into a third world country. I am not sure exactly what to expect in terms of like technology or, or um, infrastructure. And I traveled by bus quite a bit. It was very inexpensive. Um, the CTM buses were well air conditioned and, um, and prompt. They, they left on time and arrived usually early. Um, and the airports were really nice in Marrakesh and in Fez. They both um, were extremely clean. You had to present your passport to even enter the airport. Um, and then I also had to go through passport control even when I was traveling within the country. Um, but it wasn't an issue at all. People were very kind and respectful. And um, But definitely the airports did not have much in terms of souvenirs. So um, make sure you buy all the souvenirs that you're looking to take home with you uh, in the souk. And souk means market. Um, so that's, uh, I wrote, one thing I would change is uh, definitely buy souvenirs when you see them. Um, for example, I started my trip in Marrakesh and ended it in Fez. And I knew that there was a there was a big market in Marrakesh and I knew there was a big market in Fez and I assumed that they would both have the same type of souvenirs but it turned out that they didn't so I missed out on buying um, some really colorful and fun baskets uh, because I didn't buy them when I saw them in Marrakesh and the other thing is sometimes uh, in other markets I've been to like for example in China if you see something you like and you can't get the price that you want you can usually go on to another vendor and and negotiate a better price but in Morocco I found that that if it was a unique piece uh, for example the the straw bag that I bought I didn't see it at any other vendors and 
Um, and the people really weren't willing to change their price that much. So just be, just be prepared to be prepared to bargain, but also be prepared to have, uh, have the seller reject your price and ask you to leave, leave their stand if you offend them by, by giving them too low of a price. Um, Morocco seems to be very, very well set up for, for tourists and, uh, these vendors know the price that they can get for these goods. Uh, so they don't, they don't need you as much as you need them. The next um, thing I'm going to talk about with travel to Morocco was um, as a female traveling alone, I thought that it was fine overall. And um, except for the one moment where I was, was just got upset in the Medina um, I had a great time. I thought that people were very respectful. Guys would ask to add me on Facebook or ask for my phone number, and I would always give them my name. But then when I got home, I, I was able to choose if I wanted to accept them or not. It's um something my mom and dad always said when I was growing up was, if you don't want to do something, just blame it on us which was such a great way to get out of something that maybe if I didn't want to do it, I, I could just say, oh, no, my, my parents won't let me or my parents don't want me to do that. Um, so I did something similar, but I blamed it on on the data. I said, oh, yes, let me, um, I'll accept you when I get home. I just don't have uh, data here or my phone's not working in this restaurant. And then by the time I got home, I knew I was never going to see those people again. So I was able to avoid it. Um but uh, as a female traveling alone, definitely dress appropriately. Um, cover your knees, cover your shoulders, cover your chest, and um, and build up a thick skin. Don't don't stay, uh, don't stay in a, a situation that you're not comfortable in. Just say no and move along. People around will be happy to help you. Morocco wants to continue to have tourists whether they're they're females or not and um as a kind of as an overall the population is really depending on tourism dollars so um so just just make sure you're comfortable with what you're doing but i felt completely fine and met other female travelers who said um they they felt the same it it was a i'm really glad that i went and didn't wait uh to have someone with me who who was uh male like escort, I guess. Um, and then last thing I think I've noted before, but if you're a female traveling alone, do not stay inside of the Medina. The Medina is the old walled city. Uh, don't stay in it in Fez and don't stay in Marrakesh because you will get lost and it's just, it just wasn't a pleasant experience. And, and now that I see, I, I, now that I experienced it, I wouldn't want that for anybody else. Um, now I'm going to go into questions. Thank you to those of you who submitted. Uh, Marie from Mexico City asked me about the Camel Burger. She wanted to know what um, what it was like and just more information about it. So the um, the flavor was was savory, like a normal hamburger. Uh, it was a little bit sweet. I think it was seasoned with um, maybe a cinnamon or a cardamom. Um, and then there was a chutney topping. So kind of like a, like a jam. 
Um, but it was it was really good. Uh, the texture was a bit tough, a bit tougher than a, a hamburger you'd have in the States, but um, but it was good. And I had it, I ate my Kimmel burger at the Cafe Clock in Marrakesh. Um, and then I went to the Cafe Clock in, in Fez, which is the original. And I ended up uh, sitting at a table with a couple from Halifax, uh, just completely randomly. And they weren't sure what to order. And, and I can convince them both to order Camel Burgers. And they both really enjoyed it also. Um, my next question is from Blake. And I actually met Blake in Marrakesh, which is funny. So um, he asked me if I had to choose a city uh, for a stranger to take a photo of you uh, in Morocco, which city would I choose and why? And this is actually such a great question because um, in out of the four cities I went to, which were Marrakesh and Fez, which are the two biggest cities, uh, and then Tagazut is the surf town I visited, and Chefchaouen is a tiny blue village, like in the, in the mountains in the north. Um, I would choose Chefchaouen because it was definitely a place that was actually a town where people are functioning and living their daily lives. And, um, and it also was, was a place I think that had the best photo ops, um, because all the walls are painted this like really amazing kind of like a lilac to periwinkle blue. Um, but I didn't get I didn't get very many great photos with me in them. I took some self timer photos, but I think that uh, if I were to go again, I definitely would hire. Um, I don't even think a guide, but just a person to walk around and and take photos of me, um, because it it was a really cool backdrop. But the photos I took were were pretty random. So. Um, that is that's basically my my summary on Morocco. It's a a really cool destination. Um it's a little bit cheaper than Europe in terms of um lodging. I probably paid about $30 per night on average to stay in my own room with my own bathroom um in nice parts of town, places that had pools had cool rooftops, really nice design, and I felt safe in them. Um, in terms of traveling within the country, I paid about $11 per four-hour bus ride. I paid $30 for a flight between Medina and Fez. And um, and taxis were reasonably priced, like, um, I'd say, like, about the cost of a taxi in, in New York City. Um, which I, I think are reasonable. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, I would recommend Morocco if it's on your list. I, I was overwhelmed in a good way for the most part. Um, I do think it's important when planning your trip to, to build in downtime, uh, into maybe into the middle of the trip or into the end, uh, give yourself time to go to the beach or the mountains um, or to the desert and just really relax because it can be very overwhelming to have people coming at you from every angle asking you to buy their, you know, their product in the market or to have, like, to give you a tour. It just, it can become very exhausting, I think, for Westerners to have to say no when 
it's uh that's not part of of the polite society that we were raised in or that I was raised in um so definitely build in some some time for a vacation from your vacation and next I'm going to move into a new section I have called travel tip of the week uh and this is something I I've started doing when I'm traveling and I know I'll be arriving late or I'm going to be staying in multiple places on one trip and this is um pack your toothbrush in an easily accessible location so if you're checking a bag pack a a tiny maybe a ziploc bag or I just have a small cosmetic bag that has my toothbrush my toothpaste eye drops um when I used to wear contacts I would have my contact case and my my solution all in one spot because that way, once you arrive uh, at your destination, you know exactly where your toothbrush is and you you can just put that in the bathroom and have the the things you need to go to bed um, are easily accessible and, and you don't have to unpack your whole suitcase in order to find those things. Um, if you have a travel tip of the week, please send it my way and um, I'll give all the contact information at the end. But um, my email address is marybethyale, M-A-R-Y-B-E-T-H-Y-A-L-E at gmail.com. Uh, that's, that's it for the podcast this week. I'm going to move into a couple of housekeeping items. So um, I want to talk about a new initiative I'm going to do, which is um, an incentive to get more reviews for this podcast because it's brand new and... The only way I can grow is um, is by getting ratings, reviews, um, subscriptions, all via iTunes, and then for you guys uh, to spread the word. If you have a friend who's who likes to travel, likes to hear about adventure, please um, please tell your friends about my podcast. And um, if you are so inclined, please take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on your Instagram stories text it to your mom and dad, um, anyone who you think would would appreciate hearing about travel from from a different perspective, um, I'd be be so thankful uh, for you guys to share. I'm I'm so excited to say we had I think over 70 people listen to the podcast last week, which is amazing. And uh, and thank you, everyone. I I if I don't know you personally, please reach out and tell me. That would I would geek out if uh, if someone just heard this organically. So, um, but the incentive is if you um, if you help spread the word about the pod about this podcast about Cactus Dispatch, um, I want to thank you. So please uh, send me proof that you're sharing or reviewing or subscribing, and um, I will be picking a person one person per week. Uh, to send a postcard from from whichever destination I might be in. So um, all you have to do in order to let me know that you're helping spread the word is um, just send me an email at my email address, marybethyale at gmail.com and send, send a screenshot of proof that you're helping spread the word and send your, um, your home mailing address and I'll be picking out, uh, picking someone out and announcing it on the show. So for this week, since it's a new, 
initiative, I am going to choose the two people who've reviewed the podcast, and that is Sarah Moniz and Edmund Bethke, two actually really good friends. So thank you guys for your support. Uh, the third review that's on iTunes is from me, um, because if you're not your own biggest fan, then I'm really curious, what are you doing? Um, so the now I'm going to let you know how to keep in touch with me. Um, you can send me an email, marybethyale at gmail.com. Uh, tag me or find me on Instagram, and that is at Cactus Dispatch, C-A-C-T-U-S-D-I-S-P-A-T-C-H. It sounds, uh, it's, it's spelled just like it sounds. Uh, and last of all, if you would like to receive my email newsletter, I send one out about every two weeks, um, just outlining where I've been, where I'm going next, uh, media my media digest, what I've been, what podcasts I've been listening to, TV shows I may have been watching, books I've been reading. And um, it's it's been really fun to send it out so far this summer. Um, we, in in my family, like in my nuclear family between my, my mom and my four siblings, we send a, a weekly update and everyone writes back. And it's such a nice and passive way to keep in touch. Uh, so if you'd like to sign up for the email newsletter, I will. there will be a link on my blog, which is cactusdispatch.com, uh, and you can sign up for the newsletter and, um, and also access prior newsletters through that. And uh, just the last thing I'd like to note is um, if you're looking for any notes on, on my trip or any prior trips... Um, please go to my blog, cactusdispatch.com. And um, I will have show notes and trip notes there. And uh, cactusdispatch.com will have every way you need to reach me. And um, just to end the show, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Tim Ferriss, who I'm a big fan of in terms of podcasting. And uh, this really helped me this week. So the 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 quote is what would this look like if it were easy so sometimes things uh i i tend to complicate things and um especially with travel if you can make it easier then it usually will be a lot more fun so um so just if you're going through a situation and you're not sure what to do try and step back and say what would this look like if it were easy and uh, hopefully you'll you'll achieve, you know, the solution that you may not have found. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoy the podcast. I'm having a great time recording it. I'm working on uh on getting the images set up, and it's just been really fun to do. So um, any feedback, please let me know. Everyone who gave me feedback this week, I really appreciate it, and um, please continue to spread the word keep keep traveling and and uh have a great week thanks so much happy fourth